Welcome to Hanging with Lucire. Today I have a good friend of mine. Whenever we get around each other, we start cracking up laughing. Of course, we're talking about our, one of our favorite sports, which is running. We're over here hanging out at Atwater Brewery. This is literally the, one of the last days for right now. The, the governor of Michigan is shutting down all the restaurants in the state of Michigan for carryout only. So it's awesome to be able to be here right now. Yeah. But thanks for being here with me today, Kelly. Yeah. I, this is Kelly <laughs> Blunden. Is yes. that am I pronouncing your name? You are Blunden. Right. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't want to <laughs> rip it all up yeah. or anything. We we get called Blunder often. Yeah. So yeah. I know they don't see the e. They don't, and so it's actually sometimes I will find myself saying when they can't figure out how to spell it, I'm like Blunder, but actually just with an N at the end instead of the R, and they get it then. <laughs> So Kelly, tell me how you started running. Tell me your run story. Okay, so it was 2002, and I actually was just recovering from uh, ACL repair that I had done on my right leg, right knee, and a girlfriend of mine asked if I wanted to do a 5K with her. Um, not a runner, played softball and volleyball, but definitely not a runner. And I said, sure. I'm always up for an adventure. What's that? <laughs> like, but I'm in. I'm what's totally a, what's in. What's a 5K? That's, what's a 5K? That got at least be a half a mile, probably. <laughs> it's right. And then I realized that, oh, it's 3.1 miles, and we're going to run it, and we're going to run it straight, and I'm not a runner by any means, except, like, from, you know, first base to second base. That's the extent of my running. So we started training that summer. Um, and we used uh, coolrunnings.com. Um, oh, no, I like that. It was 2002, so I was like searching like 5K yeah, stuff. That's a cool page. It is, and I found a couch to 5K, and like that describes me perfectly. <laughs> so we did it. The Detroit Zoo, the Run Wild um, Detroit Zoo Run, it, it held in September, was our first race that we ever did um, together, and we roped a couple other people into it. And absolutely fell in love with it. I just really enjoyed the camaraderie. Um, I was so tired at the end of it and was just exhausted from 3.1 miles that I surely thought I was going to die. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but then once I crossed the finish line, there were no medals at that time in 2002 for running at Yule. You, know, oh, wow. you just got a attaboy, um, and, and that was it. <laughs> Good job. Pat <laughs> on the back. Exactly. Huh? But no medals. Um, oh my goodness. And so did you pay for it? We did, we did pay for it, but I think it was a lot cheaper, and it was a cotton t-shirt, um, but I was so proud of myself, um, and I should, you know, you know, I was also, I'm now a former smoker, I was a smoker at that time. You know what, so. That's, I, see, I got an issue with that, all my friends that used to smoke are the fastest runners. <laughs> I think I'm gonna start smoking. Don't do it. I, I tried to smoke for a year and, and quit. Maybe I could run faster. What you think? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't recommend it at all. And so I can remember finishing this event and like walking to the parking lot, smoking a cigarette, feeling very proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so then fast forward uh, to the turkey trot and she asked if I wanted to run this and then she you know was like well it's a there's a 10k and I'm like sure what's that <laughs> that gotta be at least two miles <laughs> exactly so we started training for that <clears throat> 
And then I ultimately didn't do the turkey trot that year. It was just too much to try to get downtown and get back home and host Thanksgiving dinner and everything. So right. we kept training, and I just really fell in love with running at that point. So I was in 2002. We continued to, to dabble for a while and stay in that, like, you know, three-mile to six-mile maximum. And then I think it was 2006. Um, Another friend of mine uh, said something about running a half marathon. Coming over to the dark side. And yeah, coming over to the dark side. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And we were going to do the Martian half marathon. I started training. And then she backed out. And I got too scared to go to a run alone. Because I didn't know anybody. That, I didn't know anybody in the community. Right, right. So I didn't go. So then another year goes by. And the girlfriend who asked me originally to do the 5K, I then talked her into a half marathon. And... So we did it, and I thought we were going to die. <laughs> Surely I was going to die at the end of this race. But again, it was just hooked. I just loved it. And since then, so like I said, I think that was 2007 that I did my first half marathon. And then 2013, did my first full marathon. Oh, no, Detroit. I did. So I had, a, I had a bucket list item of one full marathon before I was 40. You thought it was going to be one. I did. I really, really you know what? did. Everybody thinks it's going to be one marathon. They don't realize <laughs> yes. it's, they're going to get hooked. They are. And by this time, so by the time I, 2013, that's when Run Detroit opened. So now we have an amazing running store downtown. Now we've got the group runs that are happening on Saturday. They hosted the course preview for their first year. So it was great. Just such a great experience. Um, getting to know more people. I then had joined the Gross Point Runners and had lots of people to train with there. So just really becoming more embedded in the community and seeing how amazing runners are. Um, and how helpful they are right. and how much they love talking about running and all of their running that they're doing and all of the training that they're doing and all of the places that they're going to do more running and everything. I love how um, Justin Craig with the Run Detroit mm -hmm. had brought all the runners he together, did. you know. He did. That's, he's done an awesome job with He that. has. I mean, that's how we met um, yeah. was through the flight club there. I met half of my friends through probably yeah. Run Detroit. Right. Yeah, same. I mean, I didn't know that such a community like that existed, where it was just people really coming from literally all over the Metro Detroit area, gathering on Saturday mornings, different uh, backgrounds, different experiences, just coming together to hit the streets and get, you know, training in, but also... Um, for me, it's like, you know, it's my it's my church on the road. This is the time that I have with, with friends, um, time to have serious conversations, have goofier conversations, have even time with myself. Um, so It's like a stress relief for us it runners. Is. It is. It really is. So running is, it's, it's all of it for me. And so 2013, when I did the Detroit Free Press Marathon, I swear it was just one and done. And at the moment I crossed that finish line, I knew that was not one and done there would there would be more and so since then i've done a total of eight marathons you've done eight marathons mm -hmm. since 2013 yes yes um 2018 was my last one wow. i ran i ran boston that year oh wow. um that was my last one and then i ended up a little bit broken <laughs> a little bit, little bit injured and have been since rehabbing and but getting back to everything um but in that time, since I started in 2013, um, 
let's see, 2016, I started working at the store down around Detroit, and that's when I started coaching okay. with the store and got involved in their 3.101 program, um, which I love new runners. They're, you are they're, awesome coach. I've seen you. I've seen you change people's lives <laughs> doing that couch to the 5k or you also got the couch to the half marathon we do we do we've done two successful half marathon years we did so what was it 2018 and 19 obviously this year we decided to put it on pause with uh covid there was just couldn't couldn't gather and so and we had a feeling the race wasn't going to happen or it was going to be virtual so we decided to put it on pause this year Excuse me, but yeah, so we've done um, uh, several couch to 5Ks, and yeah, and the people that have that have come up through this program um, are are turning into lifelong runners, and they're even dipping their toe into further distances as well. Um, and it's it's a pretty great it's a pretty great group, um, but I love it. They're excited, they're eager, um, they were unsure. Um, to become a part of a community, uh, you know, and to find that the running community is so overwhelmingly welcoming that they felt like they belonged um, and felt like they had a home somewhere. And I've watched them develop friendships with each other that they never would have had. And because, again, people are coming from all over in different walks of life, different age, everything. And to see friendships formed um, all over running is how it started. It's it's a pretty amazing thing. Um, and I've kept close contact with a lot of them. You so. know what? You're like that teacher that you go back to a few years after you get out of high school say, hey, I'm going to see my teacher again. Just to let them know you're doing okay, you know? What I really, what I really enjoyed was I was blessed to be able to go to your graduation. Yes. You guys strung up the dang on start line and finish line across the street, across the trees. We did. We and you did. had them do the 5K for graduation. It was fun. So yeah, so normally we participate for the spring session. We participate in the Riverfront, um, the Riverfront Conservancy's, uh, their, their 5K. And sorry, Riverfront, I'm forgetting the name of it right now. Um, Conservatory? Yeah, the, the, their 5K that they host, um, third week of June, it partners up with like River Days and everything. River Days, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. That's the name of it. <laughs> so, um, I've done that once. And so yeah, and so that's their graduation event, and it's a great event. It's very, very beginner friendly, and we've had a, just a great relationship with the Riverfront with, with respects to this race. It had to move to a virtual platform um, because COVID was really taking shape, and I knew how hard these uh, ladies and one gent uh, worked and really wanted to see them have their moment, have that moment where they cross a true finish line. There's a medal waiting for them. There's, you know, the people, um, the course marshal, like everything. I wanted them to get as much of an experience as they could. So Justin and I put our heads together on that Thursday night and within 24 within 24 hours we had course marshals from uh, Gross Point Runners and you and Julie came out and a couple other uh, Century Club Run Detroit folks have come down and then GP Runners and then Justin brought the start finish line uh, Leah with uh, the Detroit Free Press supplied me with 5k medals that I could donate that was cool that was so we had real 5k medals to give out we had cowbells we had finish line snacks water 
beer. Uh, we tried to really make it as much of a race as we possibly could um, to give them that experience. Um, and it was such a fun day. It was such a fun day. And it, it seriously came together in 24 hours. Time. The weather was nice, too. And the weather was day. perfect. It I was, was like, perfect. No and wind. It wasn't windy. <laughs> no. It's a little bit hot. And then in true race fashion, <clears throat> I measured the course. Um, not, like, officially measured it. And it was a little bit long. <laughs> just, 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 I went out and ran it afterwards because everyone was they're like, it's long. You know what? It's better to be long than short. <laughs> that's what I said. And that's what I told them. I said, well, any the race you can just kind of like maybe you didn't run the tangents right or something like that or better to be long than short at least now we know it could be a certified course so i really tried to spin it as best i could but in reality it was long i came home and i caught to it and apologized to all of them but followed it up with now that you know you can run this distance you can go a little bit further i know you have it in you so really tried to spin it <laughs> and so and so since then, all these folks that have participated this year, I've kept in touch with them. And while they didn't go the half marathon distance like they wanted to, right, they right. kind of backed off a little bit. They have maintained uh, some running. They have they've maintained what they're they still started. Getting out yes, there. they are still getting out there. That's key, right there. It it really is. It's it's. I mean, that's how it all. It's for me. Stay too. in the zone. <laughs> yes, and it's it's not easy to do when you don't have you know, group runs to go to. And so once Run Detroit started hosting uh, socially distant group runs over the summer, I know a few of them went down there and really, really appreciated to have that because it was right. something that they enjoyed. And myself included, once we could start running with people again, it was mm -hmm. glorious. Yeah, it feels so much better. It does. And, and now I'm afraid that, like, you know, I can't go back. Like, you can't put me back in the box. Like, I ain't got oh, it's, it's, no, it's no good. I can't go back. <laughs> Man. Stay out the box. Exactly. I've already, it's, I know what's out there. There are people. <laughs> it's great. I'm, I'm concerned right now about Thanksgiving, you yeah. know, if you have a whole bunch of families coming together and friends and stuff. I know. It's it's hard. We keep having the conversation. Um, My wife and I decided we're just going to stay at our yeah. house. I'm going to make some ribs. Nothing. I'm going to smoke some ribs. Okay, I'll just drive by. <laughs> Delivery. That's right. We can we can do a swap. I'll, 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 I'll leave it on the porch. None touch, none touch delivery. <laughs> there you go. Just pick it up off the porch. Like Let me it. know when you're coming down the block. That's right. I'm on the way. Wrap the ribs. But I feel I feel we can do this. I'll do some smoked ribs. We'll make some. She'll make some mac and cheese. Do some greens. Yeah. You know, and probably make have some rolls or mm. some good cornbread or something like that. And Sounds I might like great I make an awesome. Um, um, cheesecake. So okay. I make a cheesecake. Nice. I like it. I decided this year that I'm not going to cook it all. Um, the same thing. We're just staying home and uh, going to have a Zoom Thanksgiving with our kids and oh, parents cool. and my brother and wife, uh, his wife. That's and real good. So I'm going to order dinner and food from other restaurants and try to do my part for those that are uh you know because like you said they're moving to carry out only models or dine outside models so i have a um, friend uh pitmaster same thing picking up some smoked brisket from him <laughs> you know one of my favorite places is that honey baked ham company oh my goodness oh that's good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah 
Last, last week good. was um, Veterans Day. Oh, yeah. To hit all the spots. They give out smoked turkey sandwiches nice. there. Nice. To veterans. Nice. I know my two uncles, they're both veterans, and they start in breakfast, lunch, and dinner and hit different spots that are offering meals throughout the day. So We, we call it Veterans Trick or Treat. Uh, you know what? You deserve it. You deserve it. To it's the, for sure. It's the, it's the one... You know what? All veterans, one day a year, you get to eat for free. Take advantage <laughs> of it. Yes, absolutely. It's well earned. You um, earned it's the it. least I, we can do. I earned it being at sea <laughs> for all right. them years that's right. in the middle of the South Pacific Ooh. Ocean. Woo! That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> I, can't, I just can't even imagine. Um, I went to my favorite barbecue place. They always have ribs every year. Nice. But this year they weren't giving out ribs. They were giving out <laughs> pulled pork sandwiches. Yeah, it was good Ooh, still. Pork. It was still mm. good, but once you get spoiled with the ribs, <laughs> it is true. It's true. You know, I go back and forth. Like same thing. You know, like ribs are delicious. They they are. There's there's no. But a good pulled pork sandwich mm, with some Carolina with the, barbecue ooh, girl, vinegar sauce. Just, mm. ooh. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not wrong. <laughs> nah, you ain't wrong. So for my listening yes. audience, we over here at um at Water Bury. I'm sitting here. I got a the big old hamburger in front of me, and they got these fries that's longer than my fingers. They got up in here. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I just pray for me. That's right. Because I'm, I'm, go, I'm about to go on a little diet, you know. <laughs> but not today. I was going to say, during the holidays? <laughs> Man, you know what? I want to do an in-between okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, eat, eat good, <laughs> and then on the holiday, let it go. <laughs> okay, all right. I got you. All right. I ain't going to try. You know, you think the holidays, they weren't meant to be that. Um, fasting on there, a holiday. That is very, very true. The only thing I will say is this year with with COVID, there's no um, holiday parties. And so it does seem like, you know, somewhere around Thanksgiving starts, you know, um, and I should add, no, I'm not an alcoholic, but it does start like this, like constant stream of alcohol. I ain't going to judge you. <laughs> so, if you like an extra drink or something, I'm not going to judge you. I know plenty of people in recovery, so, you know, no. <laughs> but it does feel like by the time January comes, I understand why they talk about a dry January because you're really just... You just dry out from all of the cake, the cookies, the candy, like all the like junk food that you be in the pride, like the, the alcohol. And so this year, this I don't feel like I'll need to to do that simply because, excuse me, I'm you not going anywhere. <laughs> you have one day of doing it, right? right? It's exactly. not gonna be like all week long. No, I still have to work. <laughs> yeah, still still gotta work and function. And you pray for me. I got a lot of off days coming. <laughs> No, and my kids are home. You pray for me. My kids are home. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. That'll make you drink something. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, over the summer, it was definitely there. <laughs> there was that, I'm for sure. Beginning of Corona was hard. Um, but yeah, no, kids are the kids are home to virtual learning. They're doing very, very well. That's good. They are doing well. My husband's now working from home. And so, you know, we're just all off on our computers trying to, you know, 
space. As long here. as you got your internet service. We do have the internet service. The only thing is that, you know, I spent 10 years working in the restaurant industry. So, okay. um, it's working chef and, you know, the kitchen is not known for its um, clean language. It's it's a pretty rough and rowdy, rowdy place. And, okay. so, <laughs> and so I just, you know, I, I tend to talk you know, a little bit like a trucker. Um, and I forget <laughs> when my kids are home. <laughs> you forget his kids in the house, huh? I do. You thinking they at school, right? I do. And I was upset with something wasn't working on my computer and it just kind of like this expletives, you know. It's like the, the scene from Christmas Story where the dad just kind of loses it when he's trying to change the, the tire. Um, and that was a woven tapestry. And Keegan turns to me and he says, Mom, it's okay if you swear, but can you close the door because I have my microphone <laughs> All the kids in his class like, ooh, <laughs> this mama be going at it. So that was my like, ah, uh, aha moment of, oh yeah, kids are on, their microphones are on. It's time to not tap into those roots at all. That's <laughs> mm -mm -mm. funny. So yeah, so having the kids home is interesting, to say the least. So needless to say, running a lot over the summer. I got introduced to cycling, started cycling quite a bit. Um, fell in love with it. Oh, you fell in love with cycling over I the summer? I did, I did, I did. Where have you been cycling at? Uh, Stony. Um, so did some rides out at Stony, and then... Did it, you run into a lot of the... Um, so the first morning... Infinite. Yes. So one morning I showed up, was meeting friends out there for my first... We were, we were doing a mini uh, triathlon, and it was going to be... It was the same same day that um, I think it was Muncie, Indiana was supposed to have their uh, Ironman and it got canceled. So oh, a few yeah, friends that had signed, yeah. So a few friends that had signed up for it decided to just go out to Stony and do it. And so uh, Buddy Brian said, "Why don't you just come out and like and and do it with us?" So I'm like, "Sure, that sounds like a great idea." I get talked into like you got dumb, talk, they, 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 oh man, dumb stuff all the time. Oh my so goodness. I'm like, "We well, you know what? I'm I'm just getting into riding. I don't know much about it." So I will go and just do like a, a sprint distance because um, I can swim and cycling is fine, running is fine. And I pulled up to the wrong beach and Infinite was there and they were getting. Um, they were doing something really big out there. Like, I don't know what they were doing. We don't play. No, you don't. For all those that don't know what she's talking about, <laughs> Infinite Multi Sport Triathlon Club, when they do their thing, they do their thing. They got some of the top athletes in the, in the world that went to the world finals. So that when they when they get out there and do a triathlon in the water and everything, look out, there's going to be some splashing going on. There was, and I pulled up to the wrong beach, and there's, like, bikes on racks, and, like, it's very intense for a new person. And, like, and I don't know anybody. Really. I only know a couple people from the club. And, uh, you know, on the page, kind of, like, kind of, like, checking it out because they're, like, I'm interested. They got serious bikes, too. But they do, and they have very serious. <laughs> so I quickly text my buddy and was like, where the F are you? Because uh, <laughs> I'm pretty over well and he that's I found out wrong beach and so I'm like I'm like I almost got sucked into it. I'm like it was so intense and so scary <laughs> oh my goodness 
So we were out there, so we did that. So Stoney, so did a little little sprint distance that day, and it was fun. And then since then, right around Gross Point, and then um, in the city. So that's, that's pretty much been the extent of it, just between okay. Gross Point and the city. But lots of riding I would spend every Sunday morning doing between 30 to 50 miles. That's nice. And so I really, really liked it and got a spin bike so that I could do stuff over the winter okay. to just kind of like stay on top of it. That's and good. That's good. And uh, next year have, have have plans. I've got goals of like what the mileage I'd like to. Have you been on Lafayette? Oh my goodness. They... Oh, how beautiful. Like it's blacktop oh, now. It's so black smooth. Top. It's lovely. You can get up to 20 some miles an hour it's on your bike. It's wonderful. Oh my goodness. It's so, it's so nice. Yes, Emily Schaller and I discovered that um, when we were riding down here. And actually when her and I were riding, it's always an adventure. When Emily and I get together, Chaos will most certainly ensue. Oh, um, I can imagine shenanigans. Yes, and, and Emily full of shenanigans. Oh, she is. She is. See, Emily, it's all your fault. Uh, the shenanigans happen because it's, <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> and uh, we that morning we popped a tire on Mac. Like five, not even five miles into a ride, popped oh. a tire. It was my tire. I didn't have a spare on me, oh, so no. her girlfriend Michelle came and delivered a spare to us because she was coming back from her. She ride. delivered a spare. She did. She was coming back from her ride. Uh, from Belle Isle and like zoomed over there, got us a spare. We ended up popping three tires. That Are you day. serious? We stopped for beer twice. Uh, <laughs> Man, y'all have some interesting rides. We do. And I will say, I think we were gone for like five, five and a half hours. And I think we maybe had like 31 miles, like tops because of all this. But Justin, our last pop tire justin came to rescue us because we were by his house and so called the gun tire so he came to rescue us and, and fix it and send us on our way and we had quite the adventure that day wow but unbelievable oh yeah so but so next summer i really look forward to riding more um and learning more you know about the sport because I do have, you know, a goal of someday completing a half Ironman. That's you're kind gonna, of on the bucket. It's on the bucket I, list. Hey, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> the euphoria when you go through that finish line is is like going it through is. the marathon yeah. finish line times 10. Mm -hmm. I was so high when I went past yeah. that half Ironman finish line. Yes. It was like, dude, I did it. I, I, well, so the same girlfriend who talked me into doing the 5K... I roped her into, so that was 2009, a sprint triathlon. Oh, she fell for the okie doke. She did. She did. So I, we were both swimming. So at the time, my older kids, I was homeschooling them, and they were taking uh, swim lessons. And I didn't really know how to swim, so I asked their teacher, like, could I join them at the homeschool swim class? So there I was in the pool with, like, a 12-year-old. <laughs> Like a ten-year-old or something like that, learning how to swim. Okay. But I learned how to swim at the Farmington Classic Center. It was great. That um, was good. What year was that? Two thousand nine. So you learned how to swim. Yeah, like I knew how ago. to hold my own, and like where I wouldn't drown, but I didn't okay. know how to like actually swim, like swim. real stroke or anything like that. Go nowhere. Go, yeah, pretty much. Like, look, I can, I can not drown. That's about the extent you, of it. You can keep your head above That's the right. water. I can play, you know, uh, pool volleyball. Uh, <laughs> those are the things that I can do. <laughs> but, but I didn't know like any like technique, so I took some swim classes, and then um, got this idea 
to like what about a triathlon her and I had been running and doing like the, I'm like like we've been like learning how to swim and like we could already run a 5k like how hard can it be to ride a bike um and so I talked her into it um little did we know this triathlon like so we did it was out at Kensington and we were both on mountain bikes okay. um, and Kensington is extremely hilly and hard to move a mountain bike you around. You gotta change them gears. Yeah, we didn't know how to do any of that. And so we went out there a couple times and like practically walked our bike up hills to like practice. <laughs> it was really, it was quite pathetic. Um, but we did it. Not, nonetheless, we did it. And like, I think her bike, she ended up borrowing her mom's bike. And so it's like a, a hybrid, like a commuter bike. So she had like a little seat on the back and she might have even had like some sort of like small basket thing on there so we were <laughs> ridiculous and adorable all at the same time but we did this event and it was fantastic so after that somebody said well you know if you get like a, a road bike like it's a lot easier to move it around like cause it's just not as heavy and I'm like I didn't know there's a difference I thought like all bikes were the same oh my goodness and so I went and I learned about it and bought my road bike then and yeah, it is a lot easier to, to ride. It's a whole other world. It is. It's a whole other world. Um, so yeah, in 2009, did a sprint, excuse me, sprint triathlon. And since then, have always kind of had this like, I'll get back there. But then I had a couple more kids and no time to train. But now my my youngest are getting older. So I have a little bit more freedom, right, a little bit more right. time now. So yes, the half marathon is, it's on the bucket list for sure. I, I, I tell myself like, you know, I can swim a mile, I can ride the 56 miles, and I can certainly run a half marathon. Right. I just have to learn how to put it all like put together. Put it all together right. and do the transitions yes, and everything. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother. <laughs> that's another ball game right there. It really is. You can waste so much time in a transition. Yeah, that's what that's what I've learned. Um, and, and so yeah, so that's you know. That's good. I'm glad you venturing off into a new areas. I am. I am. You know, people try to get me trail running. Don't know that I'll ever be a trail runner. Um, I ain't mad at you. Trail running is is a very focused event because. Them roots just pop out out of nowhere, and they grab your ankles. Yes. And you wonder where it came from. Right. Because you didn't see it. No, no, not at all. And that's what I like about road running is you don't have, I mean, you get the occasional pothole, that kind of thing. But, no, trail running is, tra trails are made for hiking and walking. <laughs> that's the extent of it. In the fall, it's very dangerous because they hide the roots leads. underneath yes. the leaves. Yes. And the rocks. Yes, I, yep. Just Especially at Potawatomi, oh my. Goodness. Yeah, just went camping a couple weeks ago, and uh, when it was just out at Holly Recreation, um, and we walked the trails out there. A couple girlfriends that I went camping with, and um, yeah, everything's covered with leaves. You can't see. You got to be, you know, move a little bit slower, a little bit more careful. But the one thing that I am absolutely intrigued and love about trail running that could get me to become a trail runner is the fact that there are snacks involved. Oh um, yeah, I do nothing love like snacks. the age. Station. I do they like, have the best aid stations. If I could have a sandwich mid-run. <laughs> Ultra runners have the best man. Yes. Oh I didn't God. know this, but I am learning this. So snacks could get me to, to come to the other side. That's where I got introduced to pickle juice. Ah, nice. <laughs> so I did not know that that was a thing. And when I was a kid, 
my mom can attest to this, I, I've always loved pickles. And when I was little, I would sneak out of my bedroom in the middle of the night and I would get like the pickles and I'd snack on pickles. The package? I, yep, jars of pickles. Re- okay. And, uh, and I would drink the pickle juice. I wow. love, love pickle juice. You know so what? I was cutting edge. I thought like it green. was crazy when I first when I first pulled in the aid station at an ultra run. Yes. I'm like, why do they got pickle juice here? Right. And then when I swallowed it after running like 15 miles, man, that was like the best drink you yes. ever had in your life. Yes. It was like Kool-Aid. Yes. So yeah, I didn't know it was a thing, um, but oh, I've always loved pickle juice. And so when like, it kind of like started getting talked about more with you know, runners and in the community of the last few years, I, that was my thing. Like, I've, I've just been cutting cutting edge um, that, you know, I, at three years old, drinking pickle juice. Who knew? <laughs> that is funny. You 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 were just predestined there to be go. a runner. That's, that's what it was. That's, a, it's, that's right. It just took me a while. It took me a little while. Uh, the lure of a 5k that I had no idea what it was um, I, I enjoyed it and then I will you know so I eventually did quit smoking um, so were you I, running and smoking like after you get through running you say, yes, well, I need a smoke. yes it was really strange <laughs> really, really my brother told me that he's <laughs> like you through running a marathon like, Ooh, I need a sugar yes. Yes, I can remember, like, I would make rules with myself that on the way to a race or, like, in the morning, like, I couldn't smoke until I ran for the day. Okay. Like, these are, like, just, like, se- like self-determined rules that I made. <laughs> and then eventually, it, I eventually, in 2010, I quit smoking. And okay. So it's been over 10 years smoke-free, but I did have, like I said, these silly rules. And so I'd, like, drive to the race, I wouldn't smoke, but good Lord, when I got into the car afterwards, I did. I usually have a beer somewhere. I get non alcoholic. But yes, and then I'd, I'd, I'd have my, you know, congratulatory cigarette. You just ran whatever. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my goodness. I love it, though. The truth. You know what? I love the truth. It makes zero sense. I, I should do a survey and ask all the runners, you know, did you used to smoke? Did you used to smoke? I wonder how many. Runners used to smoke and quit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, I ran, so I started running really in 2002. Because playing softball, that was just, you, that's just what you did. Like, on the, you know, it wasn't weird to be a smoker and have a cooler full of beer with you um, for softball. But, like, running, like, it, there was something, like, strange about getting done with some sort of running event. You're like, wow, I just really <laughs> exercise my lungs. You know what would be great is to fill it with, like, you know, nicotine and tar. <laughs> this sounds like a great idea. You could get in there faster now. Right, <laughs> right exactly. It really, like, you know, worked them out. Like drinking a beer after a 10K. You, <laughs> so, know? you don't need that much. It goes straight to the brain. No, you really don't. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> so, you know what? That was the weirdest thing when I first started running. I was like, after the races, I was like, man, they're passing out beer after the races. What's that all about? <laughs> See, and they didn't do that when I first started running. That didn't start happening until later. And that's when, you know. That's when you said, I'm going to be a runner. Forever. <laughs> I can really get into this. <laughs> you know what? I didn't start drinking beer till I started running. That's so funny. And it felt like I could run more after I drank a beer. Well, you know, we all feel like we could do some things. <laughs> Crazy. 
crazy. Yeah, so crazy. That's, you do you do have to be careful with that, um, having any alcohol right after yeah. the race, because it does go right to your head. <laughs> you definitely got to be careful. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Oh, yes. I, uh, well, my husband did his first marathon in 2014, so he was not a runner until he and I got together as okay. uh, uh, second marriage and he saw me finish the Detroit Free Press Marathon was very inspired by everything okay and uh, he wanted some of that right he did and thankfully Detroit uh, Free Press is so smart in their marketing that they open up registration on January 1st at 1201 when people have had a couple cocktails oh um, so I never thought of that very smart on oh, their that is really smart <laughs> everything sounds easy and fun yeah. when you got a couple drinks 26.2 great signed up I'll be like this baby I'll catch you in a minute wait a minute <laughs> so 2013 to 14 my husband was so inspired he just kind of started running right and uh 1201 hit and uh a friend had been egging him on to do a full um even though he was a brand new runner right um had not even done like a half marathon had done the most a 10k I think that November okay, okay. and again uh, a couple drinks in and decided, yeah, we're going for it. 26.2. Let's do <laughs> So sure enough, 2000. We can do this. He did. He did. And so he trained for it. He did it. And he ended up doing four marathons. The same thing. He, he never did, did four marathons. He did four marathons. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> so, so 2014, I ran the half. Um, so I paced him for the first half. Okay. And then I kind of sent him on his way. Okay. And, uh, so then the Gross Point Runners have an area on the course, like 25.5, where we cheer on runners and everything. And so we could see, like, obviously see everybody, right. but then see our... That's near the end. Downtown it runners is. and walkers over here yeah. giving out beers yes. or, or something. Yeah, so we park, what is it, on Larned, I think. So it's right by, like, now where um, Opus One, like, used to be. It's, like, kind of in that area. Okay. And we always get grouped in with... Um, Lions tailgaters as well. Okay, sort of, yeah, like, like, like walking just you know real close to right, field. Right. And um, so that particular year, he was doing his first full marathon. I got done with the half. We were super excited. There's you know lots of celebrating right. and a you know couple beverages in, and then finally see my husband like oh so excited blah, blah, blah. and then he finally gets back there, and I realized that the couple uh, beers did go to my head. <laughs> And I couldn't drive home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then I couldn't drive home. So this poor man just finished his very first marathon. He's very achy, very sore. And I had to ask him to drive us home. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so he's never let me forget that. Um, you it's, made it's him a, drive I did. I did. <laughs> after a full marathon? I did. <laughs> I, hey, look, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> look, I have to drive home. Everybody usually got the marathon lamp. You know, after the oh, marathon, yeah. so we all got to drive ourselves home. Oh yeah, so that was a that was a fun year. But yeah, so he's done some. Um, he said four marathons. He's just cut, making his comeback um, as well. He's been on the on and off injured list, and uh, but starting to get stronger um, and start running again as well. And the same friend 
that egged him on to do his first full marathon, had moved out of state for a couple of years, is now back, and found out that he wasn't running and is starting to harass him. <laughs> it's only fair. It's Exactly. It's only fair. Exactly. You can't start running and stop without your friends getting on you for it. Exactly. Talking about you ain't ran in six months. Exactly. Oh, you going to run today. That's exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. So, yes. There's lots of great running stories. There's there's good stories. There's uh, there's great stories. Um, as we always, so a friend of mine, like, so we have this thing that with a marathon, you're either going to have a great day or a great story. Okay. Rarely will you have both. <laughs> <laughs> right, true so, that. So, and that came from we did the Cleveland Marathon in 2015. Okay. Chris and I traveled down there for it. It was we got like I heard that's a nice marathon. It's a great marathon. The the it's really really well organized. It's a really great course. I think they've like tweaked the course just slightly. Is it is it a flat course? No. No, not at all. It's they. When we looked at the elevation, we thought it would be similar to Detroit, but it's kind of dispersed a little bit differently. Like with okay. Detroit, you get the big incline from the bridge and the tunnel. Yeah, Detroit surprises people because they think it's yes. going to be flat and they yes. get their feelings and hurt. It's, yeah, exactly, exactly. And their legs hurt. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're coming out that tunnel. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, so we kind of thought, like looking at the elevation chart, compared it to Detroit and thought it would be similar. Okay. But while the elevation gain and loss is similar, it's just dispersed a lot differently. Okay. And so... Um, it was uh, it was a great race, very very well done. The year that we ran it, it was seventy degrees, raining at the start, and then the rain stopped just in time for the race to begin. So now you're soaked, um, which is great, and it's super humid. Um, so not the way you want to start. A it was hot too. It was oh, it gets better. Oh, so seventy. 80% humidity had rained, oh, and then it increased the humidity, and now it's like 75-ish degrees. Then, about an hour or so into it, crazy, like, crazy downpour. Crazy, can't see, rain is sideways, like, you can't see anything. Raining cats and dogs. Huh? Yes, for like about 45 minutes. 45 minutes? So very, yeah. Yeah. So a super long time. And then, when it stopped, the heavens opened. And it was nothing but clear blue skies and about 85 degrees and about a, like 100% humidity. <laughs> and we had already gone through all of the shadiest parts of the course. Oh, so, Because at that mercy. time, the finish was like, they build it as like a downhill finish. Right, right. There is a downhill finish. They don't tell you about like the two and a half miles that you're going uphill on a freeway where there's no trees, no anything, no spectators either. So you're just out it's there like roasting in the sunshine right. um, and so that so Cleveland is like our long running joke because then my husband was doing the full also and somewhere in the course he was going to try to DNF because it was just not a good day and he was going to try to sneak off the course he was he was, but then he realized he didn't know where the start line was and doesn't know the city of Cleveland. So he stayed on the course. So he circled. So he circled the course a little bit. So he ended up running like over. It's a like he ran a fifty k. He, he ran like over for and so and so then. So like I said, it's a long story joke. And I will say, Aaliyah was at this race. Her and I ran into each other. Okay. Um, so she can vouch for me that the weather conditions were awful at the race. That is um, funny. So, yes. And uh, 
Yeah, it was a tough day. So that's where our like thing of you could have a great race or a great story. I'm ready to go straight to the hotel after that. I'm like, (laughs) I'll see y'all later. Y'all can keep my pizza. I'm going to the hotel. But I finished before him. (laughs) So I had time to like, you know, stretch, go to the bathroom, hydrate, everything. Because I'm like waiting. You refreshed. So I'm totally refreshed. So by the time he comes back, but like the beer area was outside of like the waiting area where I could see like if he was coming through. So I couldn't leave that area. Yeah, right, and like go get right, beer. Right. And so then by the time he came through, you missed him. I was like, he didn't have a cell phone. He he didn't have his phone with him. Okay. He never runs with it. So I was glad he was okay because he was definitely behind, and I was unsure of like how he was because it was really hot and there were people like passing out everywhere. So it was it was definitely serious. So once I checked on him, he was okay. After that, um, thank you so much. As soon as he, I take a swallow. <laughs> <laughs> and so then once he was done, I'm, you know, like, uh, okay, he didn't want his beer. So then I ended up getting two beer tickets and walked over, like, while he was stretching, just double-fisted to the area to finish. Because I was refreshed. At this, at this point, I was good to go. <laughs> that is funny. So we've had lots of great race stories. Um, That's good. But what's your, what's your favorite marathon that you've done? I have two. You have two? I have two. So, this is where, you know, like the silly old goofy me, well, there's a little bit of a serious tone. Um, so, 2017, I have been chasing the goal of trying to Boston qualify. Okay. And so, 2017, I was going to do the Last Chance uh, BQ in Grand Rapids. Okay. And three weeks before the race, my brother passed away. Oh, sorry to hear that. So, thank you. Um, my brother had passed away suddenly, um, and friends still kind of like said, "Well, like, you almost know, like just do it." So, yeah. I was unsure, just kind of going in autopilot mode. And um, the day after his funeral, I had my last twenty miler. Oh wow! Um, and I was you know dehydrate everything, and I had like the Gross Point runners came out, and they either ran with me, they biked with me. They did you do it at Gross Point? We did. I did okay. my last one in Gross Point because the way the course is for that particular race is you do six four mile loops, and so I had planned a four mile loop so that I could kind of practice that like right. mentality and everything of just looping the same right. thing, saying it over and over, and saying it over and over again. <laughs> and um, so they came out and they biked with me. And I was like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to just go ahead and do this. Yeah. So I determined to do it and um, went with four other friends. And, and they were great. And they were incredibly supportive. And then that morning, woke up, uh, went to the race, and other friends had surprised me out there. And so they were out on the course cheering and everything. Um, so I actually did qualify at this race i i finally hit a boston qualifying nice nice Um, that felt good it did it was a really weird feeling of very very excited because it was a goal i had been chasing and and with my time i wasn't sure that i was going to get in at all because it was kind of like one of those squeakers and um but i was also just relieved in some way that it was over with because it was kind of like okay i needed that to be done i showed up i did it it was a very very like weird mix of feelings okay so then a week goes by so in the next you know so was that that was a sunday or saturday race so then monday opens boston 
so I, I, you know, can, you know, the rolling registration starts and I finally have my day where I can register. So I register and that year, um, I didn't make the cutoff. Um, oh. I didn't have enough time, but I was still really proud of what I did. Right, um, right, right. And a friend. How many minutes were you on? So I only had like a minute and three seconds. So oh. I didn't have enough. Um, so friends had suggested, uh, you know, charity bit, like you already qualified, just, you know, get a charity bit. And I was, I was hesitant. I was like, you know, and so I, so I finally decided, okay, found one particular charity, um, the Michael's Miracle Team out in Boston. Right. And I was like, you know what, if it's, if it's God's will, I'm just going to go ahead and submit my application. If I get in, I get in. Right. If I don't, I don't. Because you, you also I did. 24 hours later, they told me I was in. They loved the story that I shared with them and wow. everything. So I had to write this thing and share this story. So then... I get in, so now I tell the Gross Point Runners, I'm in, here's the link, like, you know, donate, it'd be great if you could, like, if not, I've got, like, events and everything. Within 72 hours, I had raised over $5,000 um, that I needed from the Gross Point Runners and my family alone. So then, fast forward, Boston, um, 2018, it was horrific weather. It was just god-awful weather. Right. Hurricanes, you know, like, winds and rain and hail and freezing cold. But my family, my parents, and my older brother, sister-in-law, niece, and nephew uh, made the journey to go to Boston to see me on the course. That was cool. Um, my dad had, at that time, uh, suffered too many strokes, um, so he couldn't walk very well. So he himself trained for Boston so that he could walk around Boston with us and make his way through the course. Right. Um, and so my two favorite races are Last Chance BQ because it was just I can't believe I did it and to have the love and support of friends and just really show the spirit of the of the running community and then Boston to have my whole family out there after just experiencing tragic loss um, and a random woman who we didn't know saw like me and my husband like talking when I saw Chris on the course she took our picture took his phone number texted him the picture all the pictures that she had taken of us Seriously? Um, yeah. yeah and I got great pictures of uh, my sister-in-law taking of like me and my that mom was awesome and so yeah so to see my whole family out on the course and to finish I mean it was like when I got the stats of how many people dropped out of the race um, because of how awful the weather conditions were and then to go to Boston with um, some of my nearest and dearest uh, friends and my family. And family. It was so it's, it's two of my That was like a dream come true yeah. you had going yeah. on. It was my best race and worst race time. So I had my like, best race here <laughs> But they really, both of them, I think, truly um, exemplify the running community and just how like deeply rooted you can be in it and what it means to be a part of it and also um, how it really can get you through the best of times, the worst of times, the darkest, the saddest, the hardest, the, I mean, all of it. It Absolutely. really, running, um, for me, has, uh, it's been a life giver. So, not to like, you know, I know I'm super goofy and all that stuff, but that's, that's my, that's I, what, and I, I try to, I, I try to, when I go and do the coach to 5K, I usually don't like throw all of it in, but really try to impress upon them how much I love running and all it's done. And whether they fall in love with it the same way I do, I hope that they find something that 
gives them that same community and that same sense of belonging and right. that, that same confidence. Um, and and I always just try to share that um, with anybody I talk to that running can can do that. You know what? When you say it, you're talking to a runner, but you know a numb runner probably listening and they're saying. All that through running, yeah. You, they wouldn't understand it. They would have to experience yeah. it. So I tell you all that are listening <laughs> to hanging with Lucire, try, try it. Just yes. try it. Go out and just run to the corner and back. Yeah. And see how you feel the next day. It might hurt today, but the next day you're gonna have a little bit of more energy. And then go out and do it again. Yes. Can't argue with that. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's the that's the essence of running. You go out, you do a run, you feel terrible, like man. Yeah. And then the next day, you're like, oh man, I could do better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so going back to when we did our graduation 5K over the summer, um, that was the one thing that all of the uh, participants, if you will, commented to me. You know, and I give a big thing, like speech to them every year, and I cry, and they know, like some of them are returning people, and they, they just love the group, but and they, they love to, the fact that I cry because I, like about anything, um, and uh, but at the end of it, I was so proud of them, and and they all commented about how wonderful everybody was and that was the biggest thing was just how wonderful everyone was and they were so nice and so welcoming and they cheered them on because you guys were all like kind of around the city right and just really cheering them on and that was the thing I wanted them <clears throat> to see was if you choose to be a runner um, if you decide to become a part of this this is what you're becoming a part of. You will you will find people, you will always have cheerleaders for you. Someday you're gonna be the cheerleader, right. and some days you're gonna have people being your cheerleader, but exactly. like it is reciprocal. Like exactly. it's just, it, you're, but you've always got somebody in your corner that is excited you for you, yes. and, and wants to see you tackle, you know, the big, hairy, scary goals, the little goals. They want to the, see you succeed. The victories, yes, absolutely. That's the all thing. Everybody all. in life don't want to see yes. you succeed, but most runners want to yes. see you succeed. They do, they do, and they're, they're going to they're gonna cheer you on, and I think that when you form the friendships, that spills over into the other areas of your of your life, then absolutely. they want to see you succeed and celebrate all the victories everywhere, and um, yeah. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you being on on the show today. Thank and, you for having me. Thank you for all the inspiration and motivation. I'm sure our, the audience is just loving everything that they just <laughs> took in. It's a lot. So as I close this second episode of Hanging with Lucire, I want to tell you all to go as far as you can see. And when you get there, you can go a little further. And remember, God loves you, and I do too.